answers or blood. Blood. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather control your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy, and they hate their neighbors. Sad. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 100. My name is David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. Lacey, and I am joined once again by Joseph. Wild West Pimp Style. Nations. And this is the show where every week we remind you. Politics ruins everything. And I got to get used to that timing because it's a little bit harder. Like you'd think you wouldn't think that adding one extra thing in would mess with your flow. It definitely messes with my flow just a little bit. So I've got to I got to time it just a little bit better. Um, Hey, man, that's all right. We're on episode 100. I mean, celebratory clap. Like you said, our dogs are safe from Fauci. You know, I don't know. The beagle experiment got shut down. Oh, no, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, I don't think I have the beagle thing anymore. I don't know what I did with it. The dog uh, howling. No. Uh, nope. Uh, I don't. A classic, man. A classic ISO. I know. I don't know where it went. That's really by the way. Weird. When you get time, I did put an ISO uh, for you to do in the show notes. For yeah, I just have I highlighted it, and it's just a guy screaming my eyes. From SpongeBob. Just whenever we see something that we don't like. <laughs> <My eye! laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Episode 100. So, man. Perfect episode 100, too. We got Ripper's Universe, we're going to talk, or Ripperverse, I should say. The Lord of the Rings teaser. The terminal list. I mean, it's a packed episode. Yeah, it's a good way to to land on episode 100, which is it's taken us a little while uh, to get here, obviously just because of real life stuff going on. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for you know listening. I, I think that it's so funny too because our our download numbers have gone up significantly over the last couple of weeks. I think people, um, especially on TikTok. They've been finding our stuff and yep. going through that. And so welcome to everyone. And uh, Joseph has his uh, little value for value. I say little. Um, this is our our pitch to you guys to keep this essentially ad-free yep. uh, so that we don't have to sell toasters to you or raid Shadow Legends codes. Or uh, Japanese knives yeah. um, or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so as David just mentioned, if you're new to us, we utilize a value for value system here, which means any value you think we're getting, you're getting from our work that we're providing you, you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. So you just hit our show notes, go to direct.me link, or hit the description in our YouTube videos, uh, and go to the direct.me link, or on TikTok and Instagram, just go to our bio, you'll see it there, and you'll see our PayPal donation link. All we're asking is that People will set up a $1 reoccurring a month payment on PayPal and you can put in a note and we'll start doing a donation segment where we, where we read your note 
on air and, and respond to your note and stuff like that to make it really interesting and cool. Also, uh, if you can't afford to do a dollar a month donation, uh, or if you want to do more, that's fine too. Uh, if PayPal doesn't work and you want to donate through YouTube or whatever means, then we'll also accept that. It's just that PayPal, you know, you can include the note and then it also has the lowest transaction feed right now. If you can point to another company that has a similar transaction fee and it is not PayPal, we'll, we're fine with that as well. But, um, but yeah, so if you can't do a dollar a month, you can support us on YouTube by subscribing to us on there, liking and commenting. You can follow us on TikTok and on Instagram on Odyssey as well. And you can share our podcast by word of mouth and on social media. Uh, if you have any talent, if you're good at editing, audio editing, video editing, if you're good at making artwork and you want to do cover art for our podcast or, you know, you know, for if you want to do a thumbnail for our, our YouTube video, anything like that. If you find an interesting article or video, send it to us as well. Uh, we will promote you. And we're also anyone who donates, uh, whether it's their time, talent or treasure, uh, once you hit a certain spot, we will start list, you know, trying to get you producer credits, you know, maybe yeah. even directing credits, stuff like that. Uh, so you can actually put on a resume and, you know, get credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, Joseph, I think I know why people aren't donating. You know what I think it is? What's that? I think gov- I, I, I think Governor Hochul knows, too. There's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. Yeah, I think that's why. I think you're right, man. I was uh, praying to God the other day, and he said he wants everyone to donate. God wants you to give a seat of faith to our podcast. <laughs> I, dude, I've got to get some of those. Uh, i got to go through like a bunch of the the people, who, like prosperity dudes, yeah. and, and get that stuff. Mo, Mo has a couple of them, I think, that he uses for his podcast. I think it's you, hilarious. You can help grow our bank account. Your bank account won't grow. I mean, it may. I don't know, but... You never know. Uh, the other one that I want to, I would love to figure out a way to get uh, into our value for value system or whatever it is this one. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. <laughs> what? Stop. <laughs> Dude, I love the ISOs. So go hit someone in the mouth, not literally, but let them know about the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, and if donate. you hit them in the mouth, you know, let us know, you know, if you get hit in the mouth, let us know you were hit in the mouth and, and who hit you, uh, yeah, with our podcast. Yeah. yeah. We love to hear it. It makes it a lot of fun. We've read some people who've just messaged us, whether if it's been on through email or Instagram, et cetera, uh, on here and, or TikTok comments and stuff. But yeah, I'm looking at the, po- uh, the podcast numbers now and 61 total downloads for our last episode. So yep. yeah, it's going really well, man. Yeah, dude. It's right. way up, dude. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it um, and just kind of talk about the different stuff that's going on. And the first thing I wanted to talk about, something that I've been kind of just following all day. So we record this on Monday. So by the time you guys uh, see this, it's probably going to be significantly higher. Um, Eric July, who is a he, a YouTube creator, he's mm-hmm. a, uh, a musician. He's got a band called Backwards. Um, he's a political commentator, um, you know, ANCAP libertarian, the whole deal, uh, started a comic book company and the campaign for his first book, uh, was released today and is roughly sitting at $800,000. He needed 200,000 to essentially pay back what he invested into 
this initial run of comics. So he's gone far and above that. And this is only day one. 74 days to go. He's going to blow past us. I think someone, I think it was EFE or or I can't remember who it was, had said that he was probably going to reach 2.5 million. million. I think think he's going to get more than that. So uh, it's just really incredible. Um, I've linked the... uh, the page in the show notes mm-hmm. if you guys are interested want to support a uh, a small company that is trying to make content that isn't going to be hyper political that is about the characters and the story mm-hmm. and the world building like this is the stuff that you and i talk about all the time um you can and <clears throat> you can basically you can get his comic i i bought uh, signed versions of the a and b covers um, and you can you can see some of these here. I think these are like the artwork on this uh, is pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric's one of the things Eric's been saying is that I can't remember what the girl, the the woman Yara. Um, mm-hmm. So she's one of the characters in this. He's already seeing like signs that she's probably going to be one of the most popular characters um, from from what, awesome. he, from what he was saying. Uh, and it's just, dude, I was just so stoked to see him. I mean, he's been talking about this for a long time. A long, long time. Um, and being able to see him succeed. I mean, it just yep. it was like out the gate. Uh, Success. I think he he hit his goal that like uh, he's got it. He's got it up here at the top. His uh, his campaign goal of 100k. He hit that in in. So they were saying in under half an hour. But from my end, it was around 44 minutes. So somewhere between that time, yeah. uh, from the campaign launching to somewhere in that time, he hit that campaign goal and then just blew past it. Um, Which is incredible. Yeah, and you can see it's like we're not even 24 hours in and he's almost at a million dollars in total revenue. And it lets you know that there's space for this uh, alternative oh. form of entertainment, right, yeah. in the comic book industry and more. Like it's not just going to stop at the comic books. It's going to go eventually to – you know, other forms of media like movies and shows. And so, you know, I think it's really cool. He's also paying the artists more than what Disney, Marvel, and DC pay their artists, or I should say Marvel and DC pay their artists uh, for their comic books. So, yeah. And, and I mean, he's an independent, you know, totally, company. totally independent. He financed the entire thing with uh, his own money, with his own no money. one else. Yep. <clears throat> so you can see a couple of the, uh, the shots in here, just some of the stills from, um, from the first issue, which would be, I think he said some some ninety two pages, ninety six pages. Um, so yeah, I dude, I'm I'm super stoked for him, and I just I really wanted to mention that, and you know we we have like a small audience, but like if you guys are looking to, I mean, get into comics for the first time, or mm-hmm. you're you know want to start from the ground, this is definitely an opportunity for that. And this and here's the point. This is one of the things that you pointed out before or that we've stated both that on YouTube, what happens is it's okay if you want to donate to your favorite content creators through YouTube. But the problem is, is that they take, they take 30 to 40% of the money, right? So you're supporting their company, even though these same people disagree with the values of YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. And so we use, we use PayPal as a way of, yeah, you know, PayPal generally is the same as YouTube, but there's a lower transaction fee, so more of your money is going to your content creator. Yeah. And so in this way, this is a direct way, instead of supporting companies who openly hate you, like Disney, YouTube, etc., you can directly support someone 
doing their work. It's the whole point of trying to use these companies in ways that you can to, you know, help grow alternative media. Yep. And without supporting them as much as you can. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I think this, in my mind, this more than what the Daily Wire has been doing uh, is really that first big step of Mm -hmm. there is a place for uh, alternate media, a place for people who don't want everything to be activist related. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the start of a lot of that. You don't need to open that copy, bro. The signed one. You got to get that so framed uh, and sealed. <laughs> so what I'm doing, <laughs> I'm I, I bought the A and B covers, uh huh, both signed, right? And he's he released the C cover already. Okay. So what I'm probably gonna do, I'm not gonna open the B cover. Okay. Because the B cover is gonna be the rare cover. Like okay. It's, it's it's the um oh shoot what's the term for it? All the 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 comic nerds are gonna uh. The variant, excuse me. So generally what it's considered is a variant. So you have the cover that's the more mass-produced one and then mm-hmm. one that is is less so. Um, so this this cover um, where they're fighting is mm-hmm. going to be uh, the variant. And so okay. I'll have that signed and I'll have the original one signed. So, and I'm probably going to get the C one anyway when uh, at some is point. Is it going to be a variant as well? It'll, it'll be a variant, but it's... This is the one that's going to be mass produced for okay. issue issue one. So the, it it won't if it okay when let's be positive about it when Ripiverse blows up and it's massive y- your your A variant or your A cover and your B cover will only exist in the numbers that he originally printed and he's never printing anymore. Mm. And so. I just got the signed ones because I was like, that's pretty cool. And of course, I want to support Eric. Um, mm-hmm. I've I bought all of his al- all the albums that they've put out. Um, and so <clears throat> I wanted the signed copies. And so what I I'll probably buy the B copy uh, this Friday. Yeah, you got to do it quick. If it's still there. Well, he'll have the B copy up until Friday. Up until Friday? Until this coming Friday. That's when I get that is that Yeah. That's the uh, the 15th of May July. I pull out my uh, credit card. <laughs> um, so, it, it, dude, it's awesome. The site crashed this morning. I was I was up and ready to go at 9.30 Eastern time uh, when I got the email uh, about it. And I was, like, sitting there. And it was, like, trying to buy the PS5 because the site kept crashing. I made it all the way to the... Um, uh, to the oh, checkout, dude. I went through checkout. It totally crashed on me. Kicked all the stuff out of my cart. I had to go all the way back in, put everything back in my cart, and then I finally was able to check out. Um, and then I still haven't gotten my confirmation email, but they charged me, so I know I got it. So it's everything is uh, is all set. And I I haven't been reloading the page too much because uh, it's still crashing occasionally. It's still giving me um, errors from time to time. So yeah, I'm gonna get the C variant, and that's gonna just be my or my like. Uh, regular read but I'll yeah. pro- I'll probably won't get that as soon as I get the other two and I really want to read it so I'll I'll probably open the A read it once and then the C will be the one that I go back to to read like more regularly and then the B hear- one the B copy will be the one that's uh, bagged and boarded and then it's never gonna I, I'll probably never open it yeah because it will probably if dude if it blows up like that's that's the thing about stuff like this is it it's like you never know money. you never know Right. Yep. 
And that's that's just the that you know that's with that uh, the way that investments work sometimes is it's like, man, because he only made I think he put it in here, he only made, um, a, a limited number of them. They've updated the some of the stuff on here. Mm-hmm. I want to say he only made three thousand of these. And he was talking. It he was, was something like that, right? Yeah, of the B variant. He said there were only uh-huh. three thousand. He's. It says there have been almost thirty five hundred purchasers of the B variant. Uh, but I. I don't know. Uh, I, but it's still available, and so he says he's still selling them till the end of the week. So I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Okay. Um, but it's still going to be that B cover is going to be rare. Uh, yeah. as, as far as he's concerned, and that's pretty cool. And. Uh, I just I, I really like Eric because he is is when when it comes to comics because he's very much like a purist and there's not a lot of those left and so that's mm-hmm. what he wants from this like he's written out what uh, is generally con- uh, considered like the universe's bible so you have all the characters you have the way that everything works um, in there it's essentially his world building sort of like we've talked about in the past with like the Silmarillion that it's it's mm-hmm. essentially sort of like the um, the, the Bible of Lord of the Rings so you got all of this information a lot of the history a lot of the different characters whether the, whether they're actually talked about in the 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 trilogy or not or in mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings um, and he's got something similar to that and that can kind of be built on but that's to keep everything uh correct if you hear me typing I'm purchasing it right now <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah I, I he's got all of this really cool stuff that he's he's doing with this there's like shirts you can buy there's posters you can buy um, and I'm just like I haven't been this excited for someone else accomplishing something like this in the longest time but here's the problem is that I'm not gonna read my copy so I'm gonna have to hey Eric you need to Someone needs to put this online for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying. I'm paying money. I just. I don't want to open your sign one. <laughs> oh, um, but that's why. Well, again, that's why I'm getting the C cover because that'll be the. Uh, like I said, that'll be kind of like my everyday one that is just a uh, one to be like, oh, this is really cool. Like you should check this out or whatever. Um, yeah, maybe I should do that. I don't know. I just. I don't want to. Oh. It's tough, man. It's really tough. Um, so it yeah, is. that's. Um, so that's that's pretty much it for that story. So if you guys are interested in this, um, you know, go just go check it out. Obviously, it's like no one's forcing you to to, to purchase anything. Um, but the books are already done. Like the only reason he's doing the campaign was because he was trying to get an idea of what it was going to be like. But he has the the all all the books already in the warehouse. Um, they're already headed towards working on their second campaign that he's hoping they're going to get out by um, uh, later this year. And that the second, mm-hmm. the second book might even make it out sometime in December um, by the end of the year, which would be crazy. Um, he was also saying that they want to keep making essentially like roughly a hundred page books instead of doing like these 20 page ones that come out like once a month or whatever wants to spend enough time to make sure the story is like working really well and like dude that's the kind of stuff i first of all i hope that that's what he accomplishes but it's the thing that i want to hear because so often you don't hear from writers or directors or anyone who seem like they have the passion behind what they're doing anymore uh everything everything just kind of comes off as either like a joke or that they're not really into the thing that they're making 
and so to see Eric be so passionate about this man, it just it got me it got me stoked, like super excited about it. Um, yeah, so that's 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 that, and uh, uh, I think in a minute we're gonna move on to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I just did it. I just uh, purchased it right now. I was just snipping my uh, uh, what call it my receipt so I could uh, save it on my laptop. I like to, even though I get one Perfect. sent to my oh, I email that. address, I like I to you know yeah. save one. And and like I was saying, they haven't. Um, uh, I have not gotten my confirmation email yet, but he was saying that they were working on a lot of that stuff. So, that, like I said, this morning, dude, the site was crashing on me every couple of minutes. Um, and it was so funny because I was like, I never thought that this would be one of those situations that I'd find myself in with something like this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Eric's blown up. Uh, it's just, I definitely want to support him. So Exactly. It's, it's, it's been really cool to see uh, over the last few years, like, just how much um, people are chomping at the bit for some new content for something that's just totally outside of the Marvel DC normal garbage. Yep. So, um, but speaking, you'll have to send me your uh, comic when you're done reading. Well, I'll just have to. We'll have to like get on Discord and I'll put a camera up and like read you through the <laughs> through the. We'll have like story time with the underground or something like that. Yeah, that's Discord, what we do. And I'll I'll read it for everyone. It'll be like, oh, I totally do that. Like, just set up a camera, um, yeah. and and do like a a live stream on like TikTok or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and then and have the book like sitting up like I'm a third grade teacher. Um, oh man. So, I don't know. Do you want to? You're our Lord of the Rings guy when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Um, some would say I'm a Tolkien scholar. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and there's some being me. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so we have a new teaser again. It's not much of one. Apparently, they plan on releasing a new one on Thursday. We'll see how long that one is. I guess another minute of one. I thought it was going to be a full trailer. That's what the rumor was. But I'm assuming they're going to do the full trailer towards the end of the month. Uh, and I just think they know they have a hot turd on their hands. So do you want to play the trailer? And then we can talk about it yeah sure i mean you know there's not there's not a whole lot to it but but absolutely there's really not here we go fair use fair use <laughs> <laughs> the Yeah. All right. So we open up with, you know, some fog over some some mountains and some puddles. (laughs) Yeah. With some little ponds in front. Uh, You know, who knows? I think, hang on, go back a little bit. Oh, yeah. Here's. Then we get our first, you know, person that introduces as an original character. It's, you know, what they're calling proto hobbits. They're just hobbits, the Harfoots and, uh, Oh, crap. Well, listen, they have to have made-up terminology for their made-up characters. 
Yes, they do. This, who is it? The the Harfoots of Stores and the, the ones that start with an F. The Phalahides, I want to say. Uh, anyway, point being, there are three ancestors of the Hobbits, which are Hobbits. There's not like three separate species and then the Hobbits come. It's the Hobbits and these are the three different uh, species of the Hobbits, if that makes sense. Or races of the Hobbits. Uh, ancestors. Whatever. Tribes. That's what I was trying to go for. Uh, to just in a simple terminology. So it opens up with he's supposed to be one of the ancestors. Uh, he's supposed to be a Harfoot. And again, they're starting focusing on original characters because I just think they they have to because they don't have the rights to what they need. So and then it's a book looks like talking about the stars. And I guess I don't know. Uh, it's supposed to. Is this that same tower from later on? Man, it. You know, what I mean, I mean, I don't know if it really. It doesn't it, really matter. I think, it, I think that's supposed. I think it is. Do you think all I, the towers just look like and that? <laughs> I think that's where. If you look on the bridge, you see two people walking. I think that's Arondir, an old uh, uh, lady, and I think that's probably a location Harad, but or close to Harad. We'll, but I'm not too we'll sure. Find out. Yeah, and then it focuses back on Lenny Henry again with that terrible hair and beard i guess he looks like he's some kind of englishman hair do you know what i mean like how they in court would wear those uh, yeah those wigs white wigs yep, <laughs> that's yep, what yep, it reminded yep. me of it does kind of look like that um right, right. And he's and talking about we, the sky right yep and, and then, he starts to look up and he sees a meteor and it seems like season one now this is called the rings of power seems like season one is going to focus on that meteor based off of the two trailers we have so far I mean, it was very yeah this this teaser was very hyper focused on that so are we going to get that thing landing in the first episode okay so this will be so okay this is just kind of my knowledge as far as trailers go mm-hmm. a lot of things what generally happens in trailers teasers and the like is when it comes to TV is everything you get in the trailers roughly it's not always the case but give or take is somewhere between everything's kind of in the first or second episode or the first three episodes yeah so you this though unless but based on what we've been told is each is and i don't know if this has changed or not isn't each episode supposed to be like jumping in time wasn't that a thing at one point where they were where they were like potentially going to do something and then jump like a thousand years yeah so do you do you think this a, a portion of this teaser right so maybe the stuff with the harfoots these pro quote-unquote proto hobbits do you think that's going to potentially be a lot of the first episode because that stuff's going to take place before everything else and so the meteor it, lands like because we see the meteor like land yeah. right does that thing land and we get like a reveal at the end of the episode of like what we've seen in the other trailer of some sort of like wizard person coming out of it or whatever it, they're supposed to be i think so i think you're right i think it probably will i think the first episode is going to be a, a prelude like you know you have the prologue as you do in the fellowship to where it talks about what happened in the yeah you know second age leading up to Isildur getting the ring and everything like that and i think the first episode is supposed to be like that the entire first episode yeah. or at least a majority of it and then you get into the main storyline of the season to my understanding that's just rumors nothing's confirmed yet right. uh, but i do i don't know as far as the meteor 
man is concerned, if that's going to be a wizard, if that's going to be Sauron, because like know, my as Anatar, because they're yeah. playing fast and loose with the yeah. source material, and you know, it's well, wizards didn't show up until the third, uh, with the exception of the blue wizards, Gandalf, and the other wizards didn't show up until the third age. So yeah. it could be a blue wizard, or it could be Gandalf. Uh, and I say that because since they have hobbits in here, original. Uh, characters, an why original storyline. Yeah. Why not bring Gandalf in? Yeah. yeah, why not? Because again, the creators or showrunners didn't feel like they could do a successful second age show without there being hobbits. Because yeah. that's what let people know. That's what lets people know this is Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth. Yeah, and my like media brain. If I, if you were to give me a choice of a character that was in that meteor that wasn't an original character, it would be Sauron. Yeah. Because there, there seems to be a, especially after seeing this teaser, there seems to be this concern among everyone who's seeing this thing fall from the skies. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, he's supposed to be like this, you know, they're going to turn him into sympathetic villain, Mm -hmm. you know, number 1001, uh, but generally it, it, I get, I don't get a like hopeful idea from what they're, what they're going at, which means like Sauron or made up villain character. Yeah. I Something definitely like could that. see made up villain character. Had the people- only thing, the only problem is, is that it shows in the original, the, it seems to show in the original, if I remember correctly, the, the teaser, the first one at the yeah. Super Bowl. The Hobbit helping the meteor man. Right, doesn't matter. And though. Sauron doesn't know yeah. about hobbits. To my right. Under- right, that's the whole point of using them in the third age. Right, is that he doesn't know about so them. So that I hope that's the case because that's a massive overlook on their part. Yeah, like I just really hope that's the case. But it's it's a yeah it's a situation where it's like it's probably him or and I because this is something I haven't heard anyone who's been covering this stuff talk about. Uh, that there's probably going to be quite a few made-up bad guys in this, mm-hmm. too. Um, there are. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the direction that they go in with the mysterious meteor person. Yeah, I wouldn't be um, surprised either. So. And then we have, you know, we got this, sh- this <clears throat> redone same shot. Same shot. Exact same shot. Of Gil um, Gallad. And then um, this is... This if Galadriel and the elves seem to be selling towards the light of the trees uh Valinor and so but then it's kind of like they're looking at the meteor as well so I'm not too <laughs> entirely sure maybe they're selling to the west to go to Valinor well, and they see the meteor and then you know something happens to where their boat crashes because they're the clothes they're all wearing is the same one in the oh. teaser when she gets her ear, ear lifted up uh-huh. that she has on and when she meets Hallbrand as well. So the, I the think original you're, human character. I think you're right. Wouldn't be surprised if the meteor for whatever reason it causes issues with like the weather or they you know they they pull some sort of thing like that. Mm-hmm. Um or it's just a cuz like uh in, in there's a meteor in in Game of Thrones early on that was a warning sign of the changing mm-hmm. of the age as well. So hmm, they wanted a game. They wanted mm, a game of Thrones, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, um, RIP to those elves. Cause they're probably going to die. Yeah. And, <laughs> and of course we, we know that our, our main, uh, heroine 
uh, is definitely going to be in the first episode. There's no way that they they wouldn't put her yeah. in there. So I think you're you're on the money as far as like because um, there's a lot of um, editors are pretty slick with this kind of stuff when mm-hmm. they're trying to make you think certain things that aren't mm-hmm. really the case. But you're right. I think that that's definitely the case. And I'm wondering if the storm that they run into has anything to do with the um, the meteor. It could just be yeah, because they do focus but, on obviously on Gladriel here yeah. and uh, I, you know cor- apparently in the first episode it's going to show her getting bullied as a young elf I don't oh, know why great, great. That, yeah. yeah just like freaking Captain Marvel <laughs> yeah oh my gosh and then you have right before this scene you have the scene of uh, the, the meteor oh. going and then you know so it focuses on that which you know seems to be at least the episode is going to focus on the meteor man or the season is Nothing to have to do. If you were just watching this, you wouldn't have, without the name, you would have no idea that this was going to be about the Rings of Power. <laughs> and the teaser is supposed to indicate, you know, trailers are supposed to indicate what the show is going to be about, right? Yeah. And so that's my kind of criticism. And also, I think if Amazon had just done their own thing and said, hey, this is based off the works of Tolkien or created their own you know, whole deal like that, this probably wouldn't be as negatively received as it's being. But here we have, getting back on track, here we have during <laughs> during the fourth, apparently, that's looking at something. I don't know if it's the meteor necessarily or uh, if. Nah. I, I don't think he is. I think it's a misdirect. And I, uh-huh. But then in this next scene is just Gilgalad and then you have Elrond here. But the thing with their eyes is that they're now tracking right to left. And so I don't know, maybe they're looking at the meteor as well, but I did notice the helmets in the background and the attire of those elves. Very bland. Yeah. And Celeborn right there. I mean, that outfit. There. So that's (laughs) the short hair. I don't understand that, man. Like, yeah, the only one that looks like an elf short hair is Gilgalad and Gladriel. Yeah. Um. Uh, it, yeah, this has again very clean look to it. Yep. I guess I'm kind of fine with that with the elves for the most part. Even they're sort of like darker environments. Like there's um, this this doesn't look very good to me, to be honest. Um, no, it doesn't. Set to me whatever. It 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 looks really fake. Um, just not not really into that. Uh, and you're right, the short hair thing is very odd. Unless they're trying to say that a long hair elf has it's like honor or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. Right. So then we Place have a, pres- a thing of prestige. Then we have original, um, uh, character, a Rondier and another original character, human lady. Can't remember her name. The love interest, the, right? Yeah. The love interest, the unforbidden romance. <laughs> uh, again, so dumb, uh, looking at the, they, I'm going to harp on this. Listen, every forbidden romance in, let's just call it that, in Middle Earth represents a significant change into what's going on at the time. It's important. It's not just randomly done just to have it there. I digress without getting into soapbox, <laughs> but they're looking at the meteor and they're like, what's going on here? Yeah, and they got this shot. It's a flaming ball in the sky. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like kind of drab stuff going on in this show I've noticed um, we're getting a little bit more um, 
of I guess like the scenery or whatever, which I think is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another shot that's coming up, but I thought this was really funny because I, I this this handhold was really awkward to me. Like she grabs, she kind of grabs his hand. I'm trying to find find it, but it's like the way she did it didn't feel like correct to me. Like I would have had them do mm. that scene over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're worried, you're clearly worried about something, and she kind of like awkwardly does it. Yeah. Like she's not comfortable, you know? And I'm like, yo, y'all are supposed to be in some sort of like legit relationship. It's like you should be and, feeling like pretty comfortable with this dude. Yeah. Um tragedy. Are we gonna get a tragedy out of this? Probably. He's gonna die, right? I hope but they both do. Yeah. <laughs> just to get this out. It's just like that's my worst critique. That's the one this, I can't stand the most. So this shot is horrible to me. I completely agree. Uh, this is some green screen. Like they, this guy's not does it, it. Just everything about the shot looks just not great to me. Not well done. Um, and for the kind of budget that they have for the show, it's it's kind of unexcusable. Uh, it's just tower, right? I think I think we were uh, we were right. That tower. It's the same shot from earlier in the teaser, mm-hmm. uh, just a different um, perspective on it. Yep. And then we get a shot of Tarmuriel, who seems to be looking at the meteor as well. I say that, and because of where Numenor is positioned on the map, yeah, it would make sense that it's lighter there, like the sun is still setting, whereas it's darker as it goes throughout the trajectory of it, as it goes throughout Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, so, dude, I'm not digging a lot of these sets. I'm not too much this, as well. This I, looks cheap. This background looks cheap to me too. Like this weird, like this, you got this orange tree here, orange tree. and the. <laughs> I the, saw that dude. I was like, "Why is that orange tree there?" This guy. It dude, just, it I think his helmet is, you know, a little bit more inventive than the elves. Yeah. I'm just saying, it just a lot of it looks cheap. Yeah. Even so, you know, you've got the bokeh right, which is supposed to kind of it blurs out the background. The focus is supposed to be on her. But when you pause this, this set just doesn't look right to me. That's why, I, honestly, I'm still I'm so ready for the show to come out, so that I can get like a really good um, idea of the quality of everything. Mm-hmm. As because the teasers are and those photos, because photos are so easily doctored, mm-hmm. and this is exactly the same thing I was saying when we talked about the last teaser that it it looks um, that they're cutting through stuff so quickly. I mean, this is this yeah. teaser is about as long as the last one was, and they're cutting through stuff so quickly because they don't want you to spend a whole lot of time sitting and looking at it. Yep. Uh, whereas with pictures, they're going to try to doctor those up. Yeah, dude, this just doesn't look good to me. I'm right there with you. I will say, at least in that on those bricks, it did look worn in. It, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be curious about how... how now, like, this is interesting. I'm wondering... All right, so go to this... To where it shows, okay, so we oh, got an end for sure right here. And it also, as it plays, it looks like the one on his left and the one on his right is an int as well. I'm curious as if this is a, a male and female int, and uh-huh. then that's their kid, or, you know, and he's reaching out for comfort, you know, to be consoled, yeah. or if, you know, they're just all three ints or whatnot, and one's yeah. just smaller than the other. Guess yeah. we'll see. We'll find out. And we've got our... This is also a hobbit, correct? Or is that the yeah. what everyone believes? Yeah. She is a hobbit. I forget, like, Brandy something. Who cares? 
So, and then she's looking at the blast, and you have this huge meteor <laughs> falling from sky, and does this very puny blast. I know this is a nitpick, but you would expect the blast to be a lot more intense. Boom! She's pretty close to that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna we're gonna find out, and then we get our wait. The journey begins. And then this is rings of power. And then this next one is another shot of Numenor. I think going in the Numenor yeah, and that architecture in the background kind of reminds me of Minas Tirith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does, yeah, doesn't it? That's pretty much it. Basically nothing on Amazon for even releasing this was dumb. You should have just waited to release a full trailer. Uh, yeah, we're July. We're By the time the trailer comes out, we're what, a month and a half, two months a out? A month away. No, we're uh, less than a month and a half out now because this <laughs> comes out a little bit more than a month and a half but comes out september 2nd great and it has twenty-seven thousand dislikes by the way to four th- four and a half thousand Dude. likes are people i'm surprised they've been throttling <sighs> it oh yeah for sure for sure they were doing that with the last one too uh, i'm surprised that it doesn't have everybody writing that quote in russian again <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that was hilarious um <laughs> uh, cool i mean yeah it's it's like i've been saying like at least this isn't more pictures yeah, uh, I'm so tired of all the the picture reveals or whatever. It's just dumb. It, does, it that kind of stuff never really gets me excited about anything. No. Um, and so we just get this a trailer, get but the yet, full thing out there. This this trailer again, ha- it, it's like get excited. It, it's borderline like get excited for next product because you're not getting anything but visuals. Yeah, you're not getting anything about the storyline. No dialogue. To let us know about anyone all they keep doing is focusing on primarily focusing on the original characters and i include and i include galadriel in that because they they have repurposed her character seemingly everything we have available so far and everything we know from how she's written in the books yeah so again that continuity isn't there and so yeah hopefully it's better than we expect but i think you're right it's they're trying to garner excitement, but I don't think any everything they've put out so far has not done that. Mm-mm. A majority of everything they put out. So yeah, dude. Um, I don't. Uh, for, I mean, there's not really much to cover in that other than, you know, a small trailer that was probably forty seconds total worth of actual footage. Um, yeah, because once you go and actually delete the, you know, it fading the black or, you know, the black spots in there. And if you were to take out the scenes they've already shown, you know, it's probably not very much. And that's purposeful. They know they have a hot turd on their hand. Yeah. How many episodes is supposed to be? Remember? Eight. Eight episodes. Oh man. It's longer than Kenobi. (laughs) Yep. And I'm sure the first one will probably be like an hour and a half, two hours. But we're going to review it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're going to do the whole series. I still got so much to. There's like a few shows I still have to catch up on. I want to watch the new season of The Boys, even though I've heard it's hot garbage. Um, and I had mm-hmm. one thing spoiled for me that was like, oh, like, I don't know what they're thinking at this <laughs> point. And then I, wa- I still want to watch uh, the the one with uh, Josh Brolin, where he's like a rancher. Um, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. 
So I, there's a couple more shows that I, I need to get through. Um, and then um, obviously we're not going to talk about it tonight, but I, I watched season four of Stranger Things, uh, mm-hmm. which turned out to probably it's probably going to turn out to be one of the best things that came out this year. Oh, really? Yeah. A um, lot of a lot of really good stuff in it. A lot of wasted potential as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got one of the best characters of this year in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting yeah but they're probably going to ruin him with the next season which it's really probably. annoying yeah so we'll we'll talk about that eventually um because i have i have a lot of thoughts about that show <clears throat> anyway uh we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh the terminal list which is kind of a. Uh, this kind of came out of left field i think um, it did. We both, you know, I remember texting you and being like, "Hey, this show with Chris Pratt," and you're like, "Oh yeah, the Terminal List. I'm gonna watch that." So it's, uh, yeah, just randomly like got onto Amazon, um, right bef- like a couple weeks before it came out, and they were somewhat promoting it. Um, did you? I don't know. Like I haven't seen a ton of promotion about it. I don't know if it's just like the algorithm hasn't been pushing the show my way, mm-hmm. or if they're kind of if if it's been like some. I don't want to say blacklisting, but Chris Pratt obviously is not exactly a uh, a beloved actor currently, at least if you look at a lot of the mainstream stuff. Um, but it was actually the thing that got me wanting to watch the show because like I've said in past episodes, I really want to see Chris Pratt in better IPs. Mm-hmm. So he's done with Jurassic Park, which I'm pretty sure bombed, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So all those people on TikTok uh, can Who suck were it. We were wrong. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, well, Jurassic Park's a massive franchise. It, it's like doesn't mean that it's good, guys. There's yep. a there's a difference, right? Star Wars made a lot of money too. It still sucked. Um, the new stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was like, sweet. I was like, here's an opportunity. It's a totally different role for him than something like uh, Jurassic Park or Parks and Rec or Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a very, very serious show. (laughs) Yes, it is. Like, did you think it it borderlined on, like, too serious? Or was it, like, did it get into that, like, sweet spot? Uh, For me, it got into the sweet spot. Okay. But I will also, I think a part of that is that, you know, I come from watching these movies like you know marvel has and they can't ever handle a serious scene properly without undercutting it with humor and so with the terminal list i enjoyed the fact that hey there was a serious there's serious a serious tone to it and the humor for me was paced out accordingly to kind of add some brevity to it uh, yeah, there's there's little bits of it here and there, but it's it's never one of those situations where it's undercutting the serious mm-hmm. uh, moments in it because there's some some brutal uh, some brutal stuff in the show. Uh, it's a show that knows itself and it, yeah, carries it, it out. It's it, not trying to be something it, that it's not. Exactly, it knows exactly what it is. It knows what it's trying to do. Um, what's really funny is that so do, 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 I can't remember which episode it is. Um. I was going to pull up the list. Uh, I, I think it's it's towards the end. It's the one where he's like out in the wilderness and he's getting chased by the the FBI. Yeah, I think that's episode seven. Because um, there's eight episodes. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, eight episodes. So it's six, eight it's, or nine. It's six or seven. And he... Um, apparently that was supposed to be like an homage to Rambo. 
and it's really funny because I think it's the weakest episode in the show. I agree with you. I get what I they were. I get what they were going with, because um, he's like in the wilderness. He's trying to survive. Um, you know, he he obviously doesn't want to like kill these people because mm-hmm. um, that's not like the purpose of it. But anyway, um, we're getting a little out out of it. Uh, do you want to kind of explain to everyone what the show is about? And yeah. we'll kind of like we'll go through it. So before I do that, I will say I didn't see any advertising on this. The whole reason why I watched this is because I got a bunch of comments on TikTok from people saying, hey, y'all should watch a terminal list. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? And so I went and looked it up <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was coming out. So, yeah, yeah maybe it was. Sh- I don't want to say shadow banned, but, you know, uh, didn't have as much throttle as other content Amazon puts out. Uh, and maybe it just and it doesn't make sense because of the people that we follow. It should be content that steers our way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but the Terminalist is a show about Navy SEAL Commander James Reese, whose platoon is killed in a covert operation in the Middle East gone awry. And he later discovers that there are people who conspire to kill them and he goes on a revenge tour. And so that's pretty much at this point forward. We're going to spoil the heck out of this show yes so this is your warning go watch it if you don't want to hear this review but we're about to get into it so yeah uh what themes i don't know if you oh boy on the way you wanted to go but i thought about getting into the themes first there were a bunch of themes in this uh the theme of the government sucks (laughs) yes (laughs) well you've got you got the conspiracy theory theme I'm so I'm a little like legitimately hesitant about themes a lot of the time because mm-hmm. I think people focus on them too much. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff there. There's you know you have you could you could say you have this theme of like this undying like brotherhood between uh, our main character uh, and his uh, Navy SEALs. Yep. Um, you've got betrayal. Um, you've got. Drama trauma you've got um revenge revenge is a is a big one um I, I one of the things i i thought was really funny is that after we had uh decided like hey we're gonna watch a show and talk about it i was in the middle of watching stranger things and i went to the gym and my my trainer lit he was like oh dude are you watching the terminal list he's like i'm like halfway through it and it's awesome he's like it's like if he was the punisher but uh, and then he he said something else. I can't remember what it was. But he made like a Punisher reference, which is a is very, very apparent. Yes, possibly an influence. Um, so I thought about that as well. There's a little bit of that in there. A little little bit of that going on. Um, I don't know. Were there were there any other themes? Did any of those themes like stick out at you as like being super relevant? Other than stuff that's like, yeah, revenge plots and revenge as a theme is. It's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so the cons- you have the conspiracy theory and, you know, then it changes to revenge. Right. And yeah. then you have the moral dilemma of the FDA using the emergency use authorization to prove and fast track an experimental unproven drug that hasn't gone through rigorous testing previous <laughs> that previous drugs have gone through. Used to prevent that was trauma like, from encoding on the brain. <laughs> dude, that. Yeah. I love the the amygdala line getting dropped i thought that was that was pretty cool uh the uh medical trials 
mm. run amok as well in that, how pharmaceutical companies should not be trusted, not to trust politicians and scientists who approve experimental drugs, and just in general, the, how the government gets things wrong more than they get things right. Uh, you know, the effect that grief has on a person as well, the corruption within the government and military. And as you said, uh, the celebration of military fellowship, how the letter letter agencies are corrupt and evil. And then did I mention the subplot of how the drug didn't have the proper clin- clinical trials before it got approved? <laughs> I, I, every time that theme pops up in something. So there was a show that got canceled. That was also on prime that hit a little too close to home with that. Mm. And shoot, I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, but it was very much about like an evil pharmaceutical company, um, that was trying to like depopulate the planet. And it came out right in the middle of Rona Yep. And it only got that one season. I thought the show was crap anyway because they kill off one of the best characters in the show in like the first or second episode. Mm. And they were like, oh, we were trying to make it shocking. I'm like, no, you just made it suck. <laughs> like you took legitimately the best actress in the show and just offed her for no reason. It's like you you kind of deserved what you got for that. I was like, that was such a terrible yeah. decision. Anyway, Game we're not... Thrones reading we're not has here. ruined so much Dude, writing. it is ruined so much because everyone thinks they can pull that off. Yeah. It's like, no, guys, there was a specific structure that George had in doing this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you, you had a lot of really likable characters, whereas this show had maybe like two, and then you mm-hmm. killed off one of the best ones. Um, and it's like the way that they did it is it's like one of the other... I'm sorry, I'm totally going off off book a little bit, but like they killed off uh, the person who would have been the quote unquote like leader mm. for another person who was going to become the like de facto leader of the group. And it's like, how on earth do you justify this action and also these people being like, yeah, totally normal. We'll we'll still follow this new leader around, <laughs> even though she randomly murdered someone. Who yeah, was our right. friend? Like it just—it didn't make any sense. Totally took me out of it. Anyway, that show got canceled. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So a lot of that stuff that's going on with this, uh, I thought was really interesting. One thing I'm—I'm I'm really ready for a lot of these um, political thrillers or this sort of like—I guess well, you could call it political thriller, right? Is that right? That, that fair or whatever? I think that's fair. Um, is this good guy FBI thing? Oh it's, yeah. It's, in like, it's such a trope, dude. It's in everything. And I'm like, I really need a show where like the FBI are just like scumbags. But they typically, most yeah. of them are. Yeah, in real like life. some something realistic where like they're also behind the scenes because they just the FBI comes out super squeaky clean in this show. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, I'm not into that. Like they get, it get the show gets a lot right. I think as far as what is very true to life with a lot of these things. Yeah, money corrupting a lot of people to the point where they're willing to cover up by murdering um, mur- murdering people, uh, yeah. including these Navy SEALs, which is kind of the whole plot behind that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the show's pretty good. Uh, I think for the most part, the action is good. I've seen some people complain that uh, it's not quite up to snuff with um, how it would really go down. Which I think is really? really, yeah. Which I think is really interesting, considering Jack Carr, the guy that wrote this. I, I'm pretty sure he was involved he was, heavily in this show. Yeah, and he's a he's a Navy you know, SEAL, ex Navy Navy SEAL. Yeah. and I saw actually the opposite people in the military saying praising how, it. 
yeah praising it how i was just looking through it was. i was just looking through amazon reviews oh, trying to yeah. get like a, an idea of like what people were thinking a lot of people liked it but i remember one specific one where the guy was like there this is the it's trash because all of the the action scenes aren't realistic to what would happen in actual military combat and i can't I couldn't I think of anything. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything that speci- like someone would have to specifically show me a moment in the show where it was like, "Hey, this happened. It doesn't make sense," or like they would never do this in this that scenario yeah. or whatever. You'd have to be very specific about it. Which, of course, most reviews aren't. People are just like, "I like it, good," you know, and then they yeah. move, they move on. Beep boop, beep boop. Um, the other complaint that I saw which I, I I disagree with, is that the show is too slow. Really? Yes. Yeah, so I here, completely disagree with that. Here's the thing. I think it is a, a slow burn show. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is a knock against it. Because there's some people will do this sometimes where they'll say, well, this show was boring. I'm like, well, that's kind of subjective because boring doesn't, or like slow doesn't necessarily equate to something being boring. Right. Sometimes slow paced, uh, like slow burn thrillers like this are very good. Mm-hmm. And it's good because the, the show is taking its time building up the scenario. And then occasionally it has these moments where it goes real, it ramps up really high. And then it comes back down, down to give yeah. you, uh, to, to give you that because that's what the show is really going for. Um, and yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, we'll get into some of the, the issues with the show. I don't think a lot of them show up until closer to the end of the series. Some mm-hmm. of the like actual complaints I have. Um, especially in that, we'll just call it the Rambo episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, Dude. I think that's got some leaps in logic. You want to um, go ahead and get into it? Well, I, I don't know. Is there is there anything before that? Like, I thought the cast was pretty good. Um, I thought the casting was... I there, There's not anyone's acting that really stands out as being bad. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's awesome because both Chris Pratt and Candace Wu, who mm-hmm. came from Parks and Rec and Fresh Off the Boat, respectively, comedies, sitcom-type comedies, are playing complete straight-laced roles very well. Like, I'm so, yep. like, honestly, dude, I'm so happy to see Chris Pratt in something where he's not, like, the the lovable, goofy Comedian. hero. Yeah, like, yeah. he's completely straight-laced. Um and I, I don't really have his performance in general. Don't really have any issues with. No, I don't either. I think uh, no, he does a great comes, job. Nothing he that comes to in, mind. He stays in his lane and doing an action movie, but he changes it to it being a serious drama instead of, as you said, a, a goofy, you know, comedian. Yeah, he's not the sarcastic, witty. Yeah. yeah, he's not like mowing people down or like taking dudes out in the cartels and then cracking jokes afterwards or whatever it is yeah i mean it's serious and i um i love i think episode four is my favorite uh that's the one where he goes to take out the cartels um do we talk about the setup for this so his 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 uh I'm I'm gonna stay away from very specific terms because I know we have a couple people that follow us uh, who are like in the military, mm-hmm. and they're gonna correct me anyway. So his team, his SEAL team, gets killed. Um, it turns out that the reason that that's happening is because of a specific drug that they were taking that was supposed to disconnect them uh, from 
the fights, right? Like that's kind of a, a generalized trauma from encoding on the brain. Right. And so in doing so, it, it keeps PTSD from setting in from all yep. of these scenarios that they go through. And thus well, they can be utilized a lot longer as well. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is, is that this SEAL team that they were doing this experimental drug on um, legally, mind you, which I think is a really interesting twist yeah. uh, in the show that it turns out that what they're doing is technically legal. And this is something we talk about all the time, but it's like they are part of the state. Mm-hmm. When you sign over yourself to be part of the military, you don't you give up a lot of rights, yep. um, which includes sort of like your bodily autonomy in a lot of yes. ways, um, which I, I was like, oh, I was like, that's such a good detail. Uh, was really, really happy about that. Um, so his whole team gets killed. Mm-hmm. His wife and his daughter get killed. Um, and it's he thinks that he's going crazy, which I think is was a great uh, set up for the first mm-hmm. couple of episodes I because do too. I think I'm pretty sure for me up until the one um, I'm just going to call him a mercenary because that's pretty much what he was yeah. um, contract uh, contractor uh, he kills that one contractor with uh, Zakaro no 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 no, no. this guy's this guy's um, working for oh yeah um, for uh, what's his face Who his name slipped in my mind Steve, Steve Horn yeah, yeah, for Horn. I know his last name's Horn. Um, so he's he's working for Horn, and my dog is going crazy. Um, and uh, he's at like lunch with uh, Candace Wu's character, the journalist, mm-hmm. and she gets in the car with him, and he backs up the car into this guy, and the guy shoots first, and I that was the first moment I went, oh, dude, he's not crazy. I was like, something's yep. actually going on because, and I like that before all of all of that happens, they're towing this line of making you think like this show might not go in the direction that you think it is. Yeah. Like, he might be losing his mind. And then of course he, he slightly is because of the tumor, but it's not to the level that, uh, they kind of first push on you. And then you start to realize like he's totally getting gaslit by all of these people that were mm-hmm. in leadership over him. Um, or whatever the case, you know, whoever it was like all these people that were involved that he later goes on to like take out. Um, and I love the, tumor in his brain and how it affects him because even though he's this highly skilled navy seal it gives him a obstacle to consistently overcome like he may not be able to get out of every scenario because of this and it affects him in every single scenario because it Uh comes back to be a hardship for him to overcome and then he you know tries to get some pills and or he gets some pills to help him mitigate the symptoms but then he forgets the pills and has to get them again uh-huh. and so yeah yeah, yeah. he's know, not it he's, works he and what one of the things that's great about him too is he's definitely a morally gray character mm-hmm. um there are a couple kind of like boy scout ish moments where i'm like eh, it's like i feel like i i wish they had gone a little step into him like accidentally killing someone that what that shouldn't have died because yeah. it's it's a little clean i think it one 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 criticism i probably have at least in the justification as far as like what what he's doing mm-hmm. right because obviously there's a lot of questions as to what he, what if what he was doing was uh the morally correct thing to do right but it's it what you fall on is more of this like morally gray area of um him taking all these people out because they murdered his team right 
um, and how far he goes. Like, you know, that those are all questions that in a much longer discussion you could be be having. But he doesn't really take out anyone that you could consider that I remember that you can consider a quote unquote like good guy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There's one dude. Who? Uh, in the very last episode. Hang on one second. Okay. Um, in the last episode, there's a guy that puts his, uh, his arms up and he puts his gun down and, and he just, he just shoots him. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I went, I was like, I was like, Oh, this dude's smart. He knows what he's doing. And then, um, Chris Pratt's character shoots him anyway. And I go, Oh man, come on. (laughs) So, I mean, like you could debate whether that was, uh, the, the correct thing to do or not. Right. It definitely they definitely try to present him as morally gray. I think for me, that idea somewhat falls flat because I think it's much stronger that he's doing the right thing. I think the writing could have been a little bit more, as you were putting it, morally gray to kind of give that ambiguity there. Is he good or is he bad? Yeah. Or at least depending on your perspective, right? And so I think they just over the top push that, hey, he's on this revenge narrative, you know, maybe not to the actors in there, but to the audience as we're watching it, that he's doing the right thing. You know, he knows what he's doing, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I think I think I would tend to uh, agree. Um, and I, I, I it's a, it, again, most of these are like minor complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think the Rambo episode is the one where they kind of lose me a little bit. Yeah, um, that's the worst episode logic. of all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly as you said, because of the logic. Because he falls off the cliff and his body like contorts, like in half around the rock. Yeah, he he and, gets he gets so he gets shot at the beginning of that episode, uh-huh. and he's going through, and that's like okay, whatever. Like he could survive that again. We're, they they really do. One of the things I like about the show a lot is that they do a really good job of it at the very least. Like it's up to to you to decide whether. You, you kind of believe the scenario mm-hmm. um, and they kind of go through the process of showing you like he's gone under incredibly hard training mm-hmm. so a gunshot wound probably wouldn't stop him yeah exactly um, I, the thing that I'm confused I was and I I don't know if it's I, I don't necessarily want to say it was the writing with certain things in there but from the very beginning of that scene right he um, so he's in this truck and he steals it in the previous episode. He crashes, and somehow all all of his like pills, ammo, one of his guns, they all they're all like flying out. They fly out everywhere. Yeah. But but he only has like the backpack and then his his AR fifteen with him. And I was like, wait, like he had that that backpack like zipped up tight. Like how did all of his stuff? fall out end up all over the and and i would have to go back and watch the previous episode to see if like he panicked a little bit and was Mm. like moving through things and 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 got in but as far as i could tell like that wasn't the case no and so how he kind of just slipped away from the gunfire too yeah it was there's a little bit of convenience there's a well i say a little bit there's quite a bit of convenience in this episode um so like a lot of that happens i think it's good for a little while. I really like the scene where he's like sitting up on top of the cliff and he's got oh, yeah. all the, like the, the fed boys in his sight. And, um, he has the opportunity to take them all out 
and he doesn't. I, it's a great character moment. Very, very happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny considering it's in my least favorite episode of the season. Yeah, no, right? Like a great character <laughs> moment in the least favorite episode, and he um, sets the bullet just straight up. Yeah. And, and the FBI agent's like, what does this mean? Uh-huh. And the other or guys, whoever he's with. I think he's FBI, right? He's FBI. I'm, I was a little confused. Listen, I, I'm not re- like there were a lot of agencies. Those other guys yeah. might have been f- um, I don't FBI know if they were too, or because they, well, I, yeah, they they were the H D or H O T or something fugitive fugitive task force, the FTF. So I don't I don't know what agency those guys work for. I would assume the FBI, but I don't totally yeah. know. Um, feel free to let us know. Uh, they um, yeah, and then the, he goes. That next scene is basically the one where he's like climbing down the cliff and he falls on the rock, and <laughs> I literally like cursed and I was like, oh. Okay, it was like his hip is broken, something's broken. He's like, no, he's fine. And you're like, guys, yeah. come on. Takes him a minute to get up from it, but yeah. he's basically fine. It, it's like, and, I, and I was like, crap. I was like, you know, I like the show. I was like, but if I'm going to be that particular about it with Black Widow, I have yeah. to be particular about it here. And I'm like, yeah. I just, guys, stop making characters fall onto other objects from heights and come out of it relatively unscathed. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think for the most part, the show does that well. It's like this episode, though, because then he, he gets the chased. Mudslide. Yeah, he gets chased a little more and he causes a mudslide. And Dude, then that CGI for that mudslide oh, was, was bad. It was not. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, oh, that was bad. He just happens to ride on top. Yeah. And then like he he basically comes out of it completely unscathed. And then you think and this was the moment where i was like oh man they're going to commit to killing one of the fbi agents yeah um to give sort of that push for them to like go after this guy more mm-hmm. uh and they don't and she survives too and i was just kind of like escapes eh, the river. yeah it just it, it gets a little convenient with all these people surviving this entire incident um what's also convenient is how reese's friends seem to have unlimited resources yeah. like how is she able to get that plane so many times yeah well she well they they sort of set up that i think that's like part of her business yeah i, I think the i think you're right there's some if i was to go back and watch this and because there's a lot going on in the show there's a lot of characters there's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. the story is pretty simplistic for the most part but the way that it's sort of laid out can get a little complicated if that makes sense yep um, i agree with that and yeah, his, uh, I thought his, so his brother, uh, Ben, Ben, who is either his real brother or his brother from the seals. I think I, his brother's from the seals. Okay. Cause he, he just kind of, I, I think you're right. It just, it got confusing occasionally. Cause yeah. I was like, he's really kind of treating him like he's legit family, which I guess is a thing with the seals yeah like it's not a i'm not trying to criticize any of that it's just it the show for someone who is like a normie when it comes to those things it it didn't really i was i got confused yeah is this guy really his brother anyway (laughs) it's okay now i understand why you would but yeah it's definitely more of the friendship um that uh, dude is he's kind of as far as all of his friends are concerned he's the most confusing to me because they kind of set up that he's supposed to be sneaky kind of a spy i think he's like cia or something like Mm -hmm. that but he's just so squeaky clean for like 99% of the episode. Like he just slips out of all these situations. He never in like he, he even makes a point to say, because I thought this was going to come up later where like this mission was messing with his 
actual like work schedule yeah. and the things that he was supposed to be doing for the organization that he works for. But then it never comes back up again. No one ever looks into him. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't know where he is. And I'm like, ah, I was like, I don't know, man. Considering that it's the CIA too. He, well, he's supposed to be a ghost. Right. At that point as well, or during all that up until and, they reveal him. And, and so I think and when they first set it up in the first few episodes, first two to three, I kind of figured that he was going to portray him. Uh, and so I kind of saw the portrayal coming, but then as it goes on, it made me think, Oh, well maybe they're not going to do that. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe that will lead once it gets later on and before, before episode nine and episode seven and eight, uh, maybe it will, or six through eight, maybe they will save that for next season. And, you know, there'll be some story arc with that. So that's what I was, that's what I was kind of hoping because he gets that list of all of the Mm -hmm. different like fake accounts that were Mm -hmm. the different people that were helping in the, um, the experiment. I guess that's like, no, wait, hang on. So, yeah, yeah. So he has like the list of the different people that were in higher commands or that they were all involved, um, from different government agencies in this project and covering up the project. Um, and so that's uh, he ends up going after a lot of those people as well as the people who were kind of on the uh, the surface, like um, uh, you, the cartel and, and some of those yeah. other people. Um, and he wasn't expecting his family to get killed. Right. Uh, and yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I was hoping because, it, it, you know, they, there's like a name on the list that wasn't known. Mm-hmm. And I I'll, I'm going to stick to my guns with this one, even though I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's different in the book. I think what they should have done, because it turns out it's Ben. Right. That Ben's the last person on the list, and it's supposed to be this emotional moment. It didn't really work for me, personally. It didn't for me either. Um, and the reason is, is because we didn't really get to know Ben very well. Mm-hmm. And so it, I understand that um, that Reese had a connection to him, uh, but I didn't have a connection to him, really. He was just sort yep. of like the guy who constantly got out of trouble and was helping Reese throughout the season. Yeah. And so what I really think they should have done is just left it a mystery and written Ben in. Because I don't I, there's four other books in the series. Um, and I and I don't really know how those play out for the most part. I kind of looked up the scenario for the second one or like the story, the plot line for the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to like bring him back because there's like terrorists or something like that, which is, is fine. But I thought it would have been pretty cool to have been you have this running thing where like there's still some stuff going on from this first season um some like after effects of that yeah and he still doesn't know who that person that last person was like he, he like okay ben right again if he's supposed to be a ghost if he's supposed to be that good at his job he should have been good enough to and known reese well enough to yep. avoid him um and i think what they should have done is played that out maybe not till the very end because you don't want it to go on for too many seasons but give more attention to Ben as a character and his relationship with Reese and that they've gone through so many different things together. And then it, it comes down to that exact same kind of moment where Reese eventually, you know, you figure out some sort of way to, um, that Reese figures it out. Someone gives up Ben or, you know, some sort of create, you know, something happens. Um, and then they get to have that confrontation so that you're like, no, please don't kill him. Yeah. Like after all this time and every, you know, because for this, it's like, I don't I would have to read the book to know for certain if it's just like different or it works out a little bit better in that but I there just wasn't enough of a connection there for me to be like 
great or like oh man i really feel for what's going this, on this situation it, it just didn't quite work for me i agree with you on that um and it, i almost think it would have been more interesting if he like forgave him maybe i i don't know that's I, what i was saying that i thought that it would have been even better at the end if you hear the gunshot and you see reese on the ship and then you see ben but you don't know you they display it in such a way uh you don't know if he intentionally misfired or if he shot him and you don't find out till next season and the next season opens up with ben is alive because you could play on reese's hallucinations yeah which i also one of the other things i thought was happening throughout the series i thought ben was already dead at one point there's there's a couple moments where they kind of play with that and then it doesn't really come up again i think though again minor criticisms where it's like there's certain plot points that don't totally follow through to the very end um and for for there to potentially be like one other person in his life that just wasn't there the whole time Mm -hmm. um but he thought was there when like helping him with the the mission i thought and again i think that's maybe another reason i thought that they might have been related or something like that is Mm because they seem to have that really close connection um but yeah overall man Episode six is a little weak. I still don't think it's like compared to a lot of the other stuff that we've had to watch this year. I still oh. think it's a pretty strong show. I think it's a strong show for sure. I mean, it's better than <laughs> The Witcher. Whoops. <laughs> it's it's better than The Witcher as far as like good great foundation, a great show, great good world building. You know, obviously, you know, setting and our country and everything. So it's not like it's too difficult to do world building with that. But. uh I, I, I just passed it. There's another really good scene in the show where he's yep. going after a guy in the mountains. I can't remember who, how this guy's connected. Oh, yeah. Um, he's the lawyer. Yeah. In and Miami. He, he shoots. He's The guy's like driving down this road in the mountain and he, and he shoots him. And <laughs> my first thought was like, because this is pretty, I think this might be like episode three. It's pretty early on in, uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. And he shoots him in the car, like crashes like crazy. And my initial thought was like he was just going to hurt him and the guy would crash so that he can interrogate him. But then the guy's like car goes flying off a cliff. And I was like, oh, dude, are they really going to tell me that this like lawyer survived this long enough for 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 uh, Reese to go over there and interrogate him? But then yeah. when, when he, that's not his plan at all, I was like, thank you, show. Thank you for having a brain for like for simple logic like that. Yes. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be the smartest thing in the world. They just understand that this scenario, that dude is going to basically be within an inch of death. And yep. that and we get to see that like Reese's intention was just to take his phone. It wasn't to actually interrogate the guy. And I was like, oh, I was like, thank you. You know what makes <laughs> the show crazy, great dude. is that it doesn't subvert like in, in a way it does subvert expectations, right? But they subvert expectations in a good way, and it really is about payoff and satisfying the audience, right? Like yeah. if I see Reese carrying an axe, I want the payoff of him using that. Axe, yeah, that and you know, not just throwing the axe away and then using a gun. Yeah, and what's so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's really cool is that he's those axes are sort of like. Uh, there throughout the show, and then episode four is when it like he he uses it uh, on the cartel guy that killed his family. Yes, and like tears that dude's stomach open, and then like dude, hang, such a it, great he scene. just like hangs his intestines up over there to like get them Tells out of the, the way walk. or whatever. Yeah, dude, I was just like, man, and it, I, again, it not every show needs to be like this, but it is yep. wonderful to see a show where the main character and the characters in that take the scenario. And everything is happening seriously. Yep. And we just don't we don't get stuff like this that often anymore. Um, 
I Dude, would. The scene at the end with him using the axe and hitting Donald Cerrone, who's the former MMA fighter, yeah. just retired, in the head with it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. yep. Good um, scene. I did like the. What do you think about these two lines? I wanted to ask you when he says, you know, because Reese is a kind of vigilante. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it kind of reminded me of Batman when he said, it's time you let. If someone says, it's time you let justice take it from here. I think it's the FBI agent. And yeah. he says, I am justice. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I am vengeance. Yeah. I was like, okay. Here. And then he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> That's kind of I what like I think my reaction line, was though. to it. I did like this next line. It would be a mistake to push a man to violence if violence is what he has dedicated his life to perfecting. Yes, I I, th- I think that's really good. I'm really glad that they don't like go heavy handed on like biblical yes. stuff in it too, because I was that opening line had me a little bit worried. I was like, oh man, are we going to get like this really like state propaganda conservative? Look, yeah, like look how how great your government is, kind of show, and it's like pretty much like the exact opposite. Video I sent you, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that line is one of my favorite. Well, there was another one I really liked. I should have I should have written it down, but um, I, I really like that that line because it it really does show. It's like you train a man for violence, and then you do these things. It's like, what did you expect to happen? Yep. And exactly, I, I, it, it's it's really 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 good. And apparently, um, Jack Carr did an interview with Joe Rogan. So now mm-hmm. I really now I really want to go listen to uh-huh. that. That'd be good. I think the show also did a good job of dis- keeping you guessing on which side the Secretary of Defense was on. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And then displaying that at the end. And I, I think there's an argument to be had that she's probably the more the most complex character in the show. Yeah. Because it's it's and refresh my memory. Does she know about I mean, I know she approved the experiment, but then she was giving given false medical records from the admiral and then at some point right before their mission where all the seals get killed except for reese she finds out or she knows something's going on in the midst of of the war com and for those nine minutes and 15 seconds or whatnot she's yeah she's basically given a moral choice that we don't know about in the first episode to either Mm -hmm. abandon the mission and essentially ruin her legacy slash career mm-hmm. or whatever or to let it go through and no one potentially be the wiser mm-hmm. and so yeah she's oh yeah i agree i think she's she's quite complex as a character and, and she chooses a ladder and ends up offing herself because of the backlash to her legacy because yeah. it meant so much to her and, I, and I, she realized she made a bad choice in that in those nine minutes and, and I, I like the idea of one choice in that nine minutes and and the impact that can have yeah. that can have on you I, the one I the one thing I thought was a little like maybe borderline goofy evil villain thing is when um, uh, Constance Wu's character is in the library writing up that report and she sends it and then like evil Secretary of State walks yeah. in and was like haha you never sent it at all I'm like all right I was like I'll go along with this I was like this yeah. is this is getting into that territory that's a little like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, wouldn't... And and in my mind, I'm like, wouldn't she have double-checked with something this important right away that that guy got the story? Mm Mm-hmm. And and been like, oh, crap, something's going on immediately rather than, like... And not just assume that it went through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do it for basic emails. (laughs) But, yeah, but I like... I like Constance Wu's character quite a bit. Um, I, I think it was cool and a good idea to have a journalist that seemed to be legitimately on the moral like up and up 
Like mm-hmm. she, she, and I really like the line too, where uh, I think it's the Secretary of State is talking to her, and she says, "Well, you know, it's like, is this about um, doing the right thing or about your like advancing your career?" And she's like, "Why can't it be about both?" And I was just kind of like, I like you. I was like, I like that they're, again, you're talking about a, a somewhat complex character. It's like she believes in the things she's doing. She believes in helping these like military personnel with these awful things that the government was doing to them. Um, but she also is like, yeah, but it doesn't mean that I can't have a career, that I can't, you know, make something of my life because of that. Mm. Um, and, and there's just like some honesty behind that that I think works uh, really well. Yeah. Um, and I, I tend, I was, I was pretty like, from the beginning there, I wasn't like, oh no, what are they gonna do with this character? Like, is she just gonna be this one dimensional, like, oh, the liberal journalist, or like, yeah. you know what I mean? They make her a, a, a bit complex. She's got a very different um, outlook on things uh, than Reese does. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, talking about moral gray characters, like he points a gun at her at one point. He's like, yep. get, you know, he's like, get out of my get car. Get out of my way. Yep. <laughs> um, also, very interesting that she. Oh, oh. One more thing. This is the last. This is the last bit of criticism. Okay. Um, the show takes place a majority of the time in L.A., and L.A. has some of the strictest gun laws in the country. There is no way some of those scenarios would have gone down exactly like that. Now, I'm willing to kind of like put it aside, you know, for the sake of like the story moving forward or whatever. But like. Mm-hmm. Um, Constance Wu's character it like shoots a dude in the subway there's no repercussions for that like no one even realizes yeah, that right. she's the one that did it like Reese um, you know has all of these like firearms that he's concealed carrying now you could make the argument that he's military so he might have um, that's probably some leeway for that yeah. but all of these characters are like carrying around firearms or whatever and they're in LA and I'm like this is this is a little Not suspect how it to goes me now. I was like I don't I need do. I don't need like a big exposition dump about it but it would be nice for them Mm -hmm. to at least make note of the fact that they're in LA and LA is like Mm -hmm. pretty notorious for that heavy on gun crime or (coughs) guns excuse me I did uh, enjoy how the story weaved his family and friends throughout it agreed and specifically his family though and and, in certain scenes and, and kind of pampering his ability to do what mm-hmm. he needs to do so and, and i mean like it, maybe it's it might be like a little bit overdone but the, the theme of like death with a bird constantly running into the window oh yeah I, at some point i was kind of like uh, maybe maybe you could have cut some of this like a few of those moments out like i don't think we needed to see it that many quite times. that much it's like um back when the punisher was out one of my biggest uh, criticisms of that is that they constantly kept referring back to the fact that his family died it's like, bro, mm-hmm. we get, we know. It's like, even in season two, it was like, they would happen all the time. And it's like, yeah, dude, we know his family died. We know that's why he's doing what he's doing. You don't have to remind us every single episode uh, about the bad situation that led him to where he was. Um, yep. And so, Same I, this show, yeah, this show does it a, a little better, I think. Uh, but that, that, same scene like over and over again it just felt a little bit like they were trying to hammer that home a little too much i agree um, i think doing that less and then in the last episode how they harken back to it would have worked a lot better again you know small critiques here but yeah but overall a great show i think it's worthy for you know take your time and watch it very happy yeah very happy with um I, you know i was hooked man 
Um, yeah. Really, really, really enjoyed the show. Chris Pratt does a phenomenal job in this. Yeah. Oh, the scene where he like takes out the the dude that's like the vice president of Jai Courtney's company yeah. or whatever was that that was really good. Um, they again, the show is played seriously and it works really well because of it. You know, no. And, oh, I'm sorry. Let me say this. A lot of people are saying, I like this because it's anti-woke. I don't think this show is anti-woke. I just think it's a show. And I don't, yeah, you know it, what I mean? It's not, it, it, anti-woke would be saying that it goes at 100% against all of that stuff. And I don't think that was the point. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a story. They're telling a story. It's like something being military or whatever doesn't make it not anti-woke. And if you, if you think about it, like the the stuff about like pharmaceutical companies being like awful and mm-hmm. um the government and like it's it uh you know being kind of like anti-government um and against a lot of these people who uh these like corrupt politicians and stuff like that that's not i wouldn't consider that anti-woke yeah like i, I get that, that a lot of those people kind of fall into the like corporate like love fest these days Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just it's so so goofy and like i don't i don't think it's a good reason to like something um because a lot of people said that about um that movie he made um that it wasn't very good um shoot chris pratt made yeah the tomorrow war oh yeah um, it's really funny because the first time I watched that, I think I was just like happy to see something like a lot of other people were that, mm-hmm. that very much wasn't, wasn't like, it wasn't pre, well, it just wasn't preachy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it, it, they were trying to make like a, this like fun action movie or whatever. It's just, it's really dumb and mm-hmm. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and when someone kind of pointed out a lot of that stuff to me, I'm pretty sure it was Mauler. Um, I was like. Yeah, I was like, this movie is pretty stupid. <laughs> but again, That's how I, was, it works, man. I was just happy to see a movie that was sort of like, it, it, you know, we talk about themes. There were a lot, there was like a theme of like fatherhood in that and protecting the people that you care about and mm-hmm. risking your life for them and sacrifice. And so it's like on that level, there there was quite a few things in there. Where I was like, man, it's nice to at least see someone taking a shot at some of that stuff. And, it, and yeah. not, not just like the the bad dad scenario or like oh you're the dad is an idiot and he can't accomplish anything and everyone has to like you know do everything for him or whatever it's like no it's it's that what they were trying to go for was like the exact opposite it just kind of like failed in a couple places mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like well our reviews of Mortal Kombat and Godzilla probably being more favorable just because they weren't preaching being preachy about a message yeah it's like neither of those movies are gonna get uh, uh, like high tiered rankings from me. Yep. But it's just like, yeah, it's, it, it is nice to see stuff. That's like, they're just making this because they want to make this and they're going to have yeah. fun making it, even if it is stupid. Um, which has never been my problem. I just, you know, it's like, it's nice to have something where, uh, you actually kind of have to think about what's going on in the show a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, you got, you got this like, um, espionage type stuff and you know betrayals of government agencies it's just cool and it is um i would i would highly recommend uh if you've seen this and you liked it and you haven't seen reacher uh that needs to be on the list as well i actually think i like reacher a little bit more than this 
Mm. Um, I'd have to think about it a little bit more, but I think it it's. I'd have to think about exactly why, but like my first initial like gut uh, reaction is that I like Reacher just a little more than this. Because man, I watched Reacher in like a day. Like I oh, sat down man. and watched every single. I haven't episode. watched it yet. You talking it's about good. the series, right? Yeah, Not it's good. It's good. Yeah, I don't really like the movies that much. Um, and then if you liked the one that John Krasinski was in as well, Jack Ryan, mm-hmm. um, I think that one's uh, decent. I think the first season's better than the second season. But if you're into the sort of like political thriller type shows or whatever, I think all three of these are uh, are pretty right good. Up there. Yeah. Um, not so. There's a movie that came out with. Um, uh, oh shoot! He was Killmonger. Oh yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Why is his name slipping my mind? Uh, Michael. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yep. Um, called uh, Without Remorse. Yeah, it's kind of in the remorse. same same line too. I didn't think it was that great. I think we did. Did, did we, we talk it about not? it? I can't. Oh, uh, dude, honestly, I can't. I can't remember. I watched it, but yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was terrible either. I just thought it was alright. I just thought the the plot, like the plot, sort of meandered around, and it wasn't yeah. really clear exactly what it what they were doing. And like they set up this whole thing where he's like supposed to be the like basically the Iron Man of the Rainbow Six yeah. universe or whatever. And I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, that's interesting. I was like, I feel like you guys probably should have spent some more time figuring this out if that's what you were trying to do. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is good. Terminal List at the very least is my second favorite of that sort of like, you know, military genre mm-hmm. of these like shows with the the serious action heroes. <clears throat> and I'm glad this exists. Um, I think it's a nice balance to like the Marvel Star Wars you know, every, everything, yeah, everything has to be uh, goofy because we can't have serious moments. You know, and what everything I mean? has to have some kind of uh, legit, dude. You know, modern political activism going on. Yeah, exactly. If this show, if like in that fourth episode when he's like cutting that cartel agent open, if he had like cracked some goofy joke in the middle of it, I probably would have turned it off. I'd been like, you know what? No. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't need any more because it's. Just, I'm so tired of that dude. It takes you out. Yeah. So yeah, highly recommended. Um, I I don't know if it'll be like top three for me this year, but I I think it is uh, a a good contender for that. And mm. again, really happy to see Chris Pratt doing something other than his sort of like uh like textbook uh, character. Yeah, the, yeah, the thing that he's constantly getting um uh ca- like yeah typecasted. Oh yeah, typecast it in. So yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, unless you have anything else you want to add, we can close it there. I think. I think that's it. Cool. I think it's an overall great movie uh, or TV show, <laughs> and I think it'd be well worth people's time to go see. Absolutely. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, not really much hate there, and or criticisms. Uh, criticisms, I should say. Uh, trying to think, is there anything else? Just go I, follow us on YouTube and TikTok. Yeah. I guarantee there's some stuff we missed and people will oh, let yeah. us people let us know if we, we overlook something. Like, didn't you think this was weird? And be like, Yeah, actually you're probably right about that. So but that's what I love about this is that like people when people are just like, Hey, like, did you think this was kind of off? Or like what did you think about this moment? It's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that well, or whatever. So it's cool. People also this is unscripted and we both had finished it by last weekend. Yeah. Right? Yeah, last, last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something and like so I mean, there's a week is a long time to 
Now I finally reviewed. Yeah, <laughs> so and I used, try I, to remember everything, and we both try and I, write I, down notes. Yeah, I got I got about halfway through it, and I was like, "Crap, I should probably be writing notes down." Yeah, and I was like, "I did the same thing." All right. <laughs> it happens sometimes, man. Um, all right, guys. Yeah. Well, we will be back next week. I I think we're gonna be reviewing Train to Busan because we. Yeah. I, I'm I've really been enjoying going back, watching stuff that I love, and getting to talk about it. Yes. Um, especially because everything that's been coming out recently has just been hot, like trash. Yes. Um, though, again, like I said, Stranger Things. Um, if if you if you're into the show, this season's worth watching. Even though I don't think they're going to land the plane very well with the last season, I think I mm. think the Duffer Brothers are gonna they're Mess gonna tri- they're gonna trip up pretty hard. I think they're they're mid writers, um, and a lot of people don't want to admit it, <clears throat> but they have a lot of um, they are not super experienced beyond Stranger Things. I just don't think they're going to get there. But yeah, I, it, it'll be interesting to see once we kind of get to the end of the year and to be able to look back on everything, like what really stood out uh, as like the top tier stuff. So I, I'm looking forward to that. It will be interesting because um, we've we've got a little more time. We're only about halfway through. So. All yeah, right. And it's well, much better reviewing things that we like to versus uh, yes, things that we don't like. It's just. You know, in order to kind of hit the trends and help, yeah. you know, our content grow, hitting the stuff that's relevant. The, and the criticism does really well. Um, yes. The 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 good side of the criticism does well too, I think. But I, we're just being honest. Like, I'm not trying to like. We're, it's not a oh, we're just going against the grain or whatever. Like we've yeah. been uh, uh, accused of or whatever. It's very much like this sucks. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't suck. Yeah, exactly. You're, and, and we've told people all the time, like, you're allowed to like things. Like, that's not our point. The point is, like, we're going to point stuff out and be like, this was stupid. Yes. Yeah, this doesn't criticism, make sense. Criticism doesn't equal hate. Hate, we critique. T- Good night, I can't talk. Criticism does not equal hate. We critique things positively and negatively. Yeah. And so we just try and be as objectable and honest. It, it just as so we happens. Yeah, it just so happens that everything that's been coming out recently that's like mainstream sucks. Yes, that's really just it. Just and sucky like, writing. And like and really people, sucks. <laughs> and, and people will say, you know, well, don't criticize this because, you know, there's a drought for, you know, a thousand years with Star Wars. And, <laughs> you know, we're just getting content. And it's just like, yeah, but don't you think, don't you want better content? Yeah. Critici- criticizing it in a healthy way, not being a jerk about things. You know, our bent to how we do our podcast is try and do everything in a lighthearted way too. We are serious, but try and, you know, let's crack some jokes. Let's have a good time. Uh, But, you know, offer some good criticisms. That way, you know, people see where we're coming from when we do do our reviews. And then also, hopefully things can get better. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to episode 100 of The Underground. We will be back next week with more content, more news. Hopefully, we'll be talking about Train to Busan. I gotta watch it this week. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a hot minute since I've seen it. Um, and uh, yeah, until then, y'all take it easy. See ya. Politics ruins everything. Being patient with them, I try to. But you got room temperature IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth it's what's under my shoe. Y'all tripping on truth when we call it out. Cause y'all people as goofy as I'll get out. If y'all with them and not with you, I'd sit out.
Cause every rapper's on the list now, mad at a pitch count Flowing heaters like my soul's beat up No people focus on hoaxes and the shows he book And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal I must start attacking Ain't lacking, my brain's lashed in Same way that I game is the same way of the backhand All the pain that I bring up is like the bang to the Batman I'm back cracking Whack trends claiming they rap bands and backtracking Give a crap about the what's his face Only thing you out rapping is the sandwich at Subway And y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate And you are a disaster and this can only go one way And you're steady flashing guns in your music viz And I know you do it for the fun but what you doing is Abusing every rule of course you can use it quick You're showing the world you don't know what you are doing kid Spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or wit of me. Oh well, it'll be co-chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient. Opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, so you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that gotta send this message. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm in awe because the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with it cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing surrounded by a bunch of brainless your aim is yet all the same shame cause you ain't slick afraid to relate other things cause you nameless tamed in weak and pathetic you epitomize politic ties cause you scared to be criticized